0: Happy New Year. Happy first day of 2023. I have to say, this is probably the best New Year I've had. And that's not because I'm doing crazy things, partying or anything exciting like that. It's because of how I feel mentally. Because usually New Year has either meant nothing if I'm a kid, you know, it's just another day. You don't get the hype around it. Or as an adult, it's a rat race. It's a race through Q4. You're surprised at how fast the year has passed. It makes you feel bad about how little you've accomplished. And then you just bumble into the new year, completely not ready, still kind of regretting the last year. But unlike that, this year I feel calm. I feel strangely calm and strangely present. Similar to how I felt on my 31st birthday, actually. I had this really interesting passing thought slash feeling last night where I was imagining being in a group of friends at a bar. Although, to be honest, it was actually more of a tavern for some reason. But I was imagining a tavern, kind of like that scene in Wonder Woman 1 when they take a break, I think, on Christmas. And they're dancing outside. But I'm imagining something like that and... I was imagining telling the group as we get up to leave, hey guys, all right, last chance. Last chance to say anything you want to say because we are not coming back to this place ever again. Metaphorically, that place is 2022. We're not going to be in 2022 ever again. So are there any last things you want to say this year? Any thoughts you want to get out into the world so that it stays as incepted in 2022? And sometimes it kind of feels like I think and imagine things as if I was high or something, but I'm not. But to keep up with this feeling of temporal travel, I felt calm again today. And I felt calm because it felt like I had finally arrived at my destination, a destination, that being 2023. So, so I was picturing Time travel, essentially, as in these years being places you're going to. And in a way, I think that also helped made me feel less overwhelmed about, oh my gosh, a whole year's past, a whole new year, a whole nother year-long sprint, which is how it can feel. I reduced 2023 to just a place, a single point in time. It's just a location I've arrived at. And so I think that did make it downsize and feel smaller. But I think what I'm also describing is, just mindfulness. And I'm trying to think why I feel this way. Like, why am I better prepared for 2023 than I've felt in any year? And I think a couple points. Part of it is A, albeit I have not worked since September. So that is a big thing. Although I also think that even if I was working, my level of stress at this company is going to be markedly less than any other company. And then I also think that a lot of this comes from the lead up from the past two weeks. Because around then I talked about my 2022 year in review. And I think I did a really good job of tying a bow on 2022 and analyzing my year and summarizing it in a way that made it actually quite consequential. I framed it in a way that this year, although still quiet, was a pivotal year and necessary year for the year I'm about to have. And the other thing that's transpired in the past week and a half, two weeks, is that with the whole bodybuilding thing and the tracking the macros, I feel vastly more in control now of just my life overall. And that's because I've tightened up on my eating. By tracking my macros, it has created a lot of awareness and control over, albeit just one portion of my life, my eating habits, but twofold to that, eating habits has been a large, large part of my life. And also, these eating habits are just the start and the core of the holistic plan I talked about in the last episode about You start by tracking macros, but that impacts the way I spend my time because now I need to clip coupons and look up fun recipes instead of go on social media. I also have to make sure I get my walks in. And that also gives birth to the mental clarity I feel because I'm really excited about this game plan I have about how I'm going to spend my time. Because beyond work, beyond fitness, beyond the LSAT, I'm really not going to have a lot of time left over. Anytime that doesn't go to CASA, is going to be towards this podcast. And I might even start a little YouTube channel. It's something I've thought about for a long time and just been afraid to do it because of all the past criticism. But that was the same case with this podcast. I would have started a podcast years ago. But year after year after year, it would be on my resolutions and I would be just too afraid of my coworkers finding out. And with each year, more regret, but I still wouldn't do it. So now that I have done this, it's, you know, like a stepping stone. I feel like, okay, maybe I can tackle the YouTube channel next. And what's great about both these things is I'm not in the public light anymore. This podcast is something I do just for myself. And I can tell you probably maybe one, 1.02 on average, people in the whole world of 8 billion listens to this. It's just me, the microphone, and one loner person, and it's probably going to stay that way for a while, which is very freeing to me. And I imagine my YouTube channel is going to be the same. And that allows me to just enjoy the process, enjoy the artistic, creative side of it, the therapeutic side of it, without inadvertently getting sucked into external validation and likes. Now, it's not that my plan for 2023 is for me to be a complete hermit and just do all these private hobbies that nobody knows about. It's more that, like I mentioned, I won't have much time. Any time left over, even after the podcast and the little passion project is going to go to me being social. But me being social is I'm gonna get my fix by talking to specific people who can either provide value in general, or in this next phase of my life. For example, rather than chatting up the poll group on Instagram, I'm going to reach out to that Nicole person who is a complete badass and I think would be open to a mentor relationship. Or I'm going to reach out to people in my CASA cohort. They have proven, as have I, that we share in the fact of how deeply we care about helping foster youth. And they're not the type of people who just sit there and preach about how horrible capitalism is and just insert that in every single freaking sentence. It's like they're the triggered belief police, you know? And they just bitch about people who don't do enough, but these people are, are actually spending their time and money to do something as opposed to just yell at people. Or I can reach out to more people at law schools. I've been listening to a lot of law podcasts. And there was one particular where the guy talked about how he developed friendships and relationships with other lawyers by literally cold calling them. And I've already started to build a little relationship with one of the professors at Temple University. So the number one school for trial advocacy. We've been having a couple email exchanges and she wants to read my essays after I apply. I asked her how tattoos are perceived nowadays because I'm going to get a tattoo. Ah! So you know what I mean? I am trying to build relationships with people, but I'm being much more mindful about who they are. I'm really excited to focus my energy on this because that podcast also covered a whole range of resources and hotshot lawyers who have written books, created content. And this is just like the world of sales was for me. When I was getting into sales, I would listen to a lot of this material and find other you know, sales authors and read all of their books, and they were all kind of aware of each other, and I would listen to their podcast where they hosted the other as a guest, and I just immersed myself into this world and learned at the feet of the masters by reading their books. And I'm so excited to be able to do this all again from scratch with law. Going back to the past two weeks and how it's been a really good ramp up for 2023, the last thing I think has been a huge difference is physiologically, I feel better with the foods I'm eating. I'm eating a lot less carbs, a lot less, because I have to find room for a lot more protein. And this protein is sitting in my stomach so much longer that I just don't have the physical potential to crave brownie after brownie, because my stomach kind of hurts for how full it is. And the funny thing is too, even tiny pieces of Dove chocolate, they're not really matching my taste palette anymore. They're so sweet and so processed compared to everything else I'm eating. So they're kind of unattractive because they're shaking up my taste buds. And I actually get quite a bit of enjoyment now tracking my macros because I'm getting the hang of it And it's like a little game to input a food and see how many grams of protein am I at now? How much room left do I have in my carbs and in my fats? It's like a game. I guess you could say it's kind of like a slot machine. So all in all, I am truly excited for 2023. Not because, again, of what I'm going to do, but more about the woman I see myself becoming. I continue to feel This metamorphosis happening inside of me as I step into this new version of myself. I would say this podcast has played a role in me half realizing and half figuring out this new version of me, too, because it's helping me think about and figure out my voice. Because through this podcast, I started it because I wanted to learn to speak better. And I've learned the different tendencies that I have when I speak. I tend to slur when I speak quickly and when I get excited and when I go off script. And I tend to repeat things a lot as a reflection of how I'm thinking because in my head I'm very thorough. And I worry that I'm not being thorough enough when I communicate, so I'll say things. But when I re-listen to it, I realize I'm just being highly repetitive. I've noticed the filler words I use. I've noticed the intonation pattern I have. And most shockingly, I've realized how my voice actually sounds. My voice is not as deep (laughs) and bassy as I thought. I thought I had this super deep voice for a woman, like Navy SEAL style. And I hear it and I realize, yeah, it's not super high, but it's a lot thinner and weaker than I thought. Because when I do try to get loud, and I think I am getting super loud and making this huge, strong statement when I listen to it, it doesn't have that oomph because my voice is a lot thinner than I thought. So I'm taking all this feedback and at the same time taking the feedback of me internally, how I'm changing, and I'm trying to half realize and create my voice. And by voice, I don't mean making it sound inauthentic, like I'm changing my voice. It does involve that, of course, those mechanisms underlie. But what I'm also saying is the bigger picture of my voice as a whole, like as a messenger for my identity through the medium of audio? How am I going to project myself through this sense? And I can say for one, I definitely don't want to be slurring, so that means I have to slow down the way I talk, which matches how I feel. And the last thing I'll say is, I mentioned, I'm gonna be working on a lot of the big problem areas within myself. So in the past, I've worked on little things like style, self-love as it pertains to appearance. But this year, I'm working on my lack of self-love, lack of self-compassion, which directly creates the intense judgment I have of myself and of others and my perfectionism. And since those are such big parts of my personality, like really core things, and so when I work on them, I anticipate there to be a pretty big change in how I feel inside and how that emanates into the world. I hope and think that a marker of success in me making changes here would be the people who are around me will be able to pick up on these different vibes. I keep saying this again and again, but I really do feel like I'm about to evolve into Charizard from Charmander. (laughs) All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.